Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across the industry. Today, I have a very special friend and guest in Mr. Harry Shanahan. Shanahan is known for his Shanahan plan. Uh, he worked in the nutrition space for several years, coaching some high-level athletes that he'll speak about here in a couple of minutes. Um, he was on the brink of death uh, about two and a half years ago. He's going to talk about his health journey and some of the challenges he faced and some of the ways he overcame those challenges to build a multi-million dollar investment portfolio in just the last two years. Welcome, Mr. Terry Shanahan. Jeff Cohn, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Looking forward to chatting today. Um, Terry and I, I think our worlds collided maybe five years ago. 2016. Okay. So yeah, about six, seven years ago. I think, uh, was it Frank Klesitz that introduced us? Our good buddy, Frank Klesitz. Hey, Frank. Frank. How you doing, buddy? Here's a promise to anyone listening. If you know Frank (laughs) Klesitz, send him a text and say we talked about him on the podcast Well, you'd have to have a cell phone for you to send him a text. That's a good point. So send him an email or a Facebook message and tell him that uh, Jeff Cohn and Terry Shanahan said, screw you, Frank. What is it? Frank.Klesitz at... No, it's just viralmarketing.com. It's frank at getviral.com. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, you guys, if you could please do that for us. Please. Even if you don't know him, just send him a He owns Viral Marketing, very successful company. Um, Tell him that, ask him how he's doing on the Shanahan plan when you send him an email. Frank at get viral. Viral is V-Y-R-A-L. I do know that because I actually named his company and gave him the idea for his company. So that's how I know the spelling. That is true. Yeah. You should, we should also get referrals, Frank, for all of the people that are going to reach out to you. <laughs> Frank, please send us a referral link. <laughs> well, Terry, <clears throat> let's start off with the Shanahan plan. Um, when we first connected, I know part of that journey was you helping me discover new strategies around weight loss. And up to that point, I had kind of been indoctrinated into the Dr. Atkins keto yeah. diet strategy, sure. which I know there are a lot of similarities to the Shanahan plan. Um, in my life, I've probably gained and lost 100 pounds five or six times, gained and lost 20 pounds a thousand times. And so in 2018, I was going to really buckle down and get aggressive about weight loss and right. overall health and wellness, not just from a vanity sake, but just to feel better, have more energy, et cetera. And you helped me a lot along the way, but I'm going to let you talk about the, the plan. Right. I've shared it a little bit, little bits and pieces, but I think people would find it valuable. We're going to start with that for about three or four minutes because I know everybody can learn a little bit of something about that and how to help become a better version of yourself. Right. People always ask me, why? how do you have so much energy? Mm-hmm. And I've always followed lots of elements of the Shanahan plan. Of course, not been perfect in every area, but I have a lot of energy. I also right. cheat. I have a bang next to me. That adds some, that is an assisted energy drink. I got a few sips of it. My heart's already. Ter- Terry walks around with water, um, but it's never water if you drink some of it. Um, and it's not always just bang <laughs> energy drinks either. 
That's but not true. It's a nice cover. It's a nice, it's a nice cover. cover. Yeah, this isn't, you guys don't even want to know what's in here. Exactly. So, so talk about Shanahan Plan. Yeah, what's absolutely. It? So the, the Shanahan Plan, you know, it, it's funny the name came about. It was actually a joke. And mm-hmm. um, so taking a step back, I, I, I went to Creighton University, was entrepreneurial my whole life in the business and graduated with a business degree, minor in exercise science. Was always super passionate about athletic performance, optimization, you know, things of that nature. And then after graduation, um, I got into the financial world and was selling insurance and investments and, um, you know, it was just a job that I didn't love and ended up having some kind of weird health issues. And it ended up being a lot of like autoimmune inflammatory type symptoms, no disease, no diagnosis, but just symptoms of weird. What are some symptoms stuff. just in case someone listening has that and they didn't know they had it? Absolutely. So it could be anything from skin irritation to gut health, like digestive constipation, diarrhea, gut issues. You eat certain things and you don't feel well. It could be mood, focus, energy, joint pain. Um, those are some of the more simple ones that a lot of people have, Mm -hmm. but then it can get really serious. Like serious autoimmune stuff would be like, uh, lupus or, um, MS or rheumatoid arthritis. Those are like serious autoimmune diseases where our body, essentially our immune system is essentially dumbing it down. Our immune system is confused and Mm -hmm. it's like friendly fire. Our immune system is attacking tissue in our body Mm -hmm. and causing issues. And so a lot of people have like autoimmune inflammatory symptoms or responses, so everything we eat, you know, if, if we're eating things that are not good for us, it can cause an immune response or inflammatory response. Okay. So can I also say something? Because not everyone's watching. Most people are listening. Terry has always been obsessed with working out, has always been in great shape. Um, probably like, what, 5% body fat? I mean, s- 7, 8, maybe. Oh, I mean, kind yeah. of overweight right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the dude is ripped. Um, he's got a smaller build. I like, I like kind of tease, like maybe the Tom Cruise body type. <laughs> But he's super jacked. And I say all of that because I think we always assume people that suffer from health conditions that they that it's because of them. It's because right. they're lazy, they're drinking, they're eating Twinkies, whatever the case might be. And Terry's an example of someone who's one of the healthiest people I know, and he's going through this whole thing. And I'm like, is, is it the chicken or the egg? Is he healthy um, because of his condition? Or was he already healthy and then he discovered a condition? And I think for you, you were already healthy and cared about exercise and science, like you mentioned, taking that as a minor, and then kind of discovered this issue. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, taking a step back in, you know, after I graduated and was in the financial world, working a stressful job, 100% commission, didn't love it, didn't enjoy it, It was going hard, you know, burning the candle at both ends, so to speak. And I started having some these weird symptoms. And and long story short, I I went down the gamut of traditional medicine, having all kinds of tests, seeing all kinds of specialists. Ah, you're fine. Nothing nothing showed. I mean, there were some things that are a little bit out of whack with inflammatory markers, hormones, things like that. But nothing. I didn't have a disease. You know, I didn't have any condition, anything. And so was kind of bounced around to like literally 27 different doctors. And it was just a nightmare. And so I met this woman who was like this crazy hippie chick. And she's like, I can help you. You know, and I'm like, okay, so I've seen 27 doctors and you can help me. But at the time I had nothing to lose. So I, I went for it. And she's like, this is 2005. This is pre-YouTube, pre-blog, pre-all mm-hmm. the great information that we have access to now. And so... You know, she's like, we got to heal your gut. You got to stop eating sugar. You got to stop eating dairy. You got to stop eating grains. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, like in 2005, that sounded crazy mm-hmm. and drastic. But I was like, all right, I'll try it. And so within about six weeks, I was a new person. It changed my life. And so then before I was into like athletic performance, sports performance, working out, but then this gave me a whole nother side of like wellness. Mm-hmm. And so I learned the wellness world, learned a lot about nutrition. Can I pause you a second? Please. How long would it take someone to just listen to that that's already thought about trying it 
to be able to see a result. If they were to, I always like to say to people, have you ever done it? Right. They say, no, not every body is the same. So maybe this doesn't work for you. But for somebody out there going, hey, I kind of want to try that. How long do you think it would take for someone to go, oh, my gosh, this was this actually works? 30 days. That's what I would say. Yeah, that, that's been my experience. 30 days. And I didn't have the issues that you had. I had obesity. Right. Uh, low energy. And those are the two things I want to get thick, th- thinner and I want to be fitter and I want to be faster for sports and things like that and be able to move around. And then I just wanted to have more energy right. to be able to be a better version of myself in every area of my life. Right. Who could listen to this and not want that? Right. No matter who you are, how old you are, how good you think you are, you can always be better. 100%. And, and it's all about, I always tell people, feel, look, perform your best. Right. So there's a lot of information that's out there that's the masses take, and it's probably bad information because we always have to ask, who are you and what is your goal? Mm -hmm. So your goal is weight loss and optimization, optimal energy, optimal performance in life. And Mm -hmm. what is life? Life is business. You know, life is family. Life is your sports you play on the side, you know? So that's different than somebody who has autoimmune disease, Mm -hmm. you know, which is still different than a professional athlete. Well, I was going to say, yeah, or professional, everybody has different goals. Right. And so knowing what your goals are, you then create a formula for that, which applies to business as well. Right. So, this woman changed my life, learned about wellness, learned about gut health, hormones. Her name is Kay Hutman. And, um, I've never she, heard you talk about her before. Yeah, I know yeah. about Biska, right, but Dr. I didn't Bisco. know that there was someone before. Yeah. There was somebody before. Did they work together? Don't tell Dr. Dr. Biska there was somebody before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, no, she, she was here. She her, didn't work under him. Did she? No, okay. she, she was actually a pharmacist, a doctor of pharmacy who had a lot of training in like Eastern medicine and mm-hmm. herbology and, you know, just different stuff that was kind of weird at the yeah, time. Yeah. Right. And she actually moved back. She lives in Arizona now. Okay. So she's not around here, but she was a life changer for me. Cool. And, and kind of, I went down this path and I just became obsessed, you know, so yeah. I, ha- I have, so let's knock out the bolts yep. and then we'll get into investing. Sure. By the way, if you're wondering, wait, didn't they say something about building an investment portfolio, but this is all about health. Hopefully we haven't lost too many of you. We are going to talk about how in less than two years, Terry built a multi-million dollar portfolio over 140 doors, a construction company, a property management company, all of this right out of um, his health crisis. So stay tuned for that. So let's go through the Shanahan bullets. Let's do it. And I'm going to talk about my experience with them. So let's just start with, um, how about vitamins? Right. What's the deal with multivitamins? What, what does that even mean? I mean, I, I think vitamins, there's a lot of marketing hype. There's a lot of bullshit in the, excuse me, uh, a lot of BS in the media. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is a family show. That's right. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of misinformation BS in the media. There's mm-hmm. a lot of hype around and supplements have a place and they yeah. do, they do work. But, um, I think you know, before supplements, we have to get into di- like nutrition. Nutrition's number one. But supplementation, I'm, I'm into supplementation. I mean, there's certain things that have great research, vitamin yeah. D3, magnesium. Um, I know I'm taking and have taken for a very long time magnesium, yep. vitamin D, yep. uh, a probiotic for gut health, a yep. fat burner, mm-hmm. um, which is like a thermogenic. Yep. Um, I always have taken creatine yep. when I've been lifting. Yep. What else am I missing? I know there's a couple uh, more. Probably. Protanum is a big supplement I like. Uh, super anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer, anti... I mean, it's it's an amazing thing. So, again, you know, so like if we just talk about the principles, if I rattle them off, I mean, we, we everybody wants to talk about fitness mm-hmm. and fitness is one of them, but really first must come nutrition. So what you eat, yep. okay? Everything you put in your body is important. I'm all about real food, mm-hmm. okay? So whether you're vegan, vegetarian, keto, carnivore, paleo, pescatarian, vegetarian, whatever, I mean, Mediterranean, there's all these different diets. But if you're eating a real food diet, 
you're moving in the right direction. Sure. Okay. Just eat real food. Just eat real food. And what I love on this mindset is uh, someone at one time said, like, think of your body, you know, people say like a rocket, but let's just be a car. Think of your body like a car. You could have the best car in the world with the best brakes, the best engine, the best everything, the best technology, the biggest batteries, whatever it is. But if you put the wrong thing into it, it won't run. Right. And our bodies are the same, but everybody wants to talk about the physical action of the workout or the multivitamin or the steroid or all the other things we will talk about today. Right. And all those do matter. But like you said, I would say 90%, 95% is what you're putting into your mouth. I mean, look, I could take somebody and help them lose 50, 60, 80 pounds with just changing diet and not working out really just walking and changing your diet. Right. Right. But you couldn't probably do it the other way. I mean, there's people, I go to different cities and I go to gyms. I saw people there five years ago doing the same stupid stuff and they've gained weight because they're doing the wrong stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's all about nutrition. Like they're getting a result because they have literally they're tired. Right. So they think, oh, I'm getting it done, man. I'm getting right. in the gym and hitting it hard. Right. But then they go home and they get Taco Bell for dinner. Right. And then they have a bowl of cereal before they go to sleep. Right. And then in the morning they wake up and they're eating cereal again or right. pop tart or something. Right. And they think, hey, I need some carbs, man. I'm carb loading before my workout. Right. It's just a, it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. So I'll rattle off a couple things and then you tell me what you want to talk about okay. or what you think would be most helpful for your people. But I've got the eight things. Okay. I mean, you sleep want- is a huge one. Huge. Getting eight hours or more. I know you don't got Jocko and you got all these guys Goggins, kicking ass, taking names. You only need two and a half hours of sleep. Then you do Navy SEAL naps throughout the day. No. And not calling out Jocko. Jocko, I think said four hours of sleep. That's not me. And I don't think that's most people. Um, I know I'm my best when I'm about seven to eight hours. Some nights I can sleep seven and feel awesome. Some I need eight, eight and a half. My rule is when I go to sleep, I set my alarm for eight hours later. Right. And I, if I know I have to get up at six, because someone might be like, oh, well, that's convenient for Mr. Jeff Cohn, because you get to sleep as, however late as you want. I, if I have an appointment at 6 a.m. or I'm going to go get my workout in, then I go to bed at 10. I, I'm cognizant of making sure I get my sleep. But the big game changer this year is a CPAP machine. Yeah. So Dr. Biscup, which is a doctor who's a holistic doctor in Bellevue, Nebraska, he's probably the best doctor I've ever met, never saw. He's amazing. Um, he said that one out of 10 skinny people need to have a, a CPAP machine, yep. which is a, assists in breathing. It, it puts um, pressure down your breathing tube, if you will, it pressurizes your, what is it, your throat, your mouth, your nose, everything, so that when you're in your deeper sleep cycle, you're not snoring. Or And people are snoring and not knowing they're doing it, and they're waking themselves up throughout the night, right. which eliminates their ability to have the real sleep, the good sleep. REM sleep, restful sleep. Yeah, it forces you to breathe. You know, there, yeah, there's a lot of, there, I mean, sleep, sleep is probably the number one most overlooked thing in this whole picture. Mm-hmm. And you've got people, I mean, like I love Jocko, respect him and David Goggins. They, they, those guys have a great, they, they offer great motivation and great. They're literally Navy SEALs. But, but they're outliers. They're genetic yeah. outliers. And that's what people need to understand. Just because they do that doesn't mean you should. Right. And they're genetic outliers, meaning, meaning that, you know, guys I've worked with professional athletes, you know, Kyle Korver, John Matson. Doug McDermott, those guys are genetic outliers. Okay. So they're gifted in a way. They also work their ass off, but they're gifted in a way they can do some things that the average person can't do and get away with it. Testosterone. So males and females, you uh, have testosterone and estrogen. As we get older as men, um, I know our testosterone levels naturally go down. And I could tell for me, maybe in my mid thirties, I was starting to feel a little less energy, went and got checked. I wasn't like in the 
hundreds or two hundreds. I think I was like three fifty, four hundred. And the doctor was like, Hey, you should probably increase that a little bit. And my doctor who's a holistic doctor recommended a non testosterone injection solution that lasts for about two years. And which I did, which was taking a drug called Clomid yep. and C H L O M I D. And it helps with the production of testosterone. So there's a lot of clinics popping up all over the country that are essentially what is it? Just for men, what's it called? Like where you go in and you get yeah, your Yeah, testosterone. You know, and here's the deal. Like, I think there's a huge need for it and it's great. But like the thing I love about Biscup and why I sent you there and I sent him all my people, yeah. all my clients, um, is because he will, what you should first do is you should first look at your sleep, your stress, your nutrition, your workouts, everything else. And then you should see if you can up it naturally or up it with other measures before you actually, you know, fire the gun and do testosterone replacement yep. or something like that. So you want to look at all their options first. And then once you exhaust those options and you're still not where you want to be, then you've got to make a decision quality of life. And and for most men, especially over 35, yeah. there comes a point when it makes sense to. Yeah. And be, I started, you know, I'll be honest on the show for all you guys, I've never shared this and I'm not embarrassed to share it. I started taking injections maybe six months ago, right when I turned 40. Yeah. And I couldn't believe how much better I felt afterwards. Now I was obese at the time and I'm still am overweight but I was probably about 330 pounds when I started taking it again. I tested over 900. So like it, it, you're in your twenties when you're in the 900s and people think, Oh, it's testosterone. Like you're going to have like be a rage monkey. Like they're thinking of the steroids people would take in high school or college, right. like the stereotypical, that's not what this is. This is just getting your body to where it should be, where it naturally would be. If you had eaten perfectly your last 20 years. So right. I do my own injections. A lot of people go into a place once a week. I just do it twice a week. I do the lowest dosage. And it was a game changer for me. So Absolutely. testosterone is a big deal. Hormone optimization. And, 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 and there's, a, there's a lot of misinformation. And so people need to understand that like what we're talking about and what I preach is optimal, levi- optimal levels, not super physiological. So like a, a bodybuilder, you know, their, their testosterone might be three, four, five thousand. Yeah. Whereas like we're trying to be in the, you know, six to nine hundred range. You know, What's a, how, how does a female go down this path? I don't know anything about female yeah. science. So, what do they do? Females are a little bit more complicated um, because, you know, the, the endocrine system that regulates hormones, it's like a complicated spider web. And so you have upstream downstream effects, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, there, there's charts you can pull out. And I used to teach some online classes where I'd show the chart and actually starts with cholesterol. So when we bring cholesterol into our body, it, it goes upstream, me- meaning like it converts, you know, things, one thing converts to another. And so one of the dangers of bringing in uh, exogenous um, testosterone or exogenous hormone is it's going to cause like a, a reverse feedback. So it's going to cause something else to potentially go down. Okay. So that's why you have to be careful when you do this and you need to have doctor supervision. So the thing is, is for men, testosterone is really the, the number one thing that we need to optimize. There are other things like you need to regulate estrogen. You need to look at DHEA, pregnant alone, preg- yep. you know, things like that. But women, it's a little more complicated because there's estrogen, pregnant alone, uh, progesterone, they have to have the right amount of testosterone, not too much. So for women, a lot of women, if they do kind of like a hormonal replacement, a lot of times it'll be a compounded cream that gives them exactly what they need. But the bottom line is you got to have lab work and you got to have a baseline. Let's talk about lab work for a second, because it is something that I think people think is wild. Like your traditional doctor uh, who study here in the U S doesn't, 
require labs. Unless you had some crazy problem or issue, they don't say, hey, go get labs done. Right. And that was the first thing I'd Biscop asked me to do before seeing him the very first time. And I've now continued that since 2018. Every six months, just so everyone can hear this, I go and have my blood drawn and I give a urine sample and my doctor can choose which things he wants to learn about me. And I'll rattle off a couple that I remember, but you can fill in the rest. But it's the testosterone levels. It's your thyroid to see if it's working properly. It's your vitamin D level. It's your, does it do cholesterol? No. Yeah. 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 That cholesterol. does a cholesterol yeah. test. Um, I think that's the only ones I can think of. What else does it test? Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at lab work, the traditional doctor, God bless them, a bunch of my buddies are doctors that yeah, are, mine too. don't know shit about any of this, you know, and it's like, they, they used to think I was crazy. Now they come to me for help. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's funny. I just went on a, a trip, a golf trip with like five guys and four of them were doctors. And I was just like watching what they were eating and how they were living. And I'm like, this is absolutely crazy. Right. I love these guys, but I'm like this, this, these are the people that are giving people advice and it's yeah. scary. Yeah. Um, I love you guys. I'm just saying you guys go check so. out uh, 20 minutes, <laughs> 37 seconds into this podcast. I talk this, shit uh, about my best friend. Terry is roasting. Hope you guys enjoyed golf. Yeah. Hope he took some money from you. Yeah. I beat you in golf and you guys <laughs> give horrible advice. No, I'm just kidding. What are just for fun, Terry? Cause you've always been a little bit more obsessive when you talk about food and what's healthy and what's not. I've literally, literally, I don't think I've ever seen Terry consume a carbohydrate um, and we'll get into the food in right. a minute about what, what we believe is the best food. But what did you see the meat when you say they ate stuff? Like, well, what did you see the meat? I mean, being honest, I mean, that no one's going to know who you're talking about. What, right. what did they put in their body? Right. Well, well, so, so from the get go, like from the morning, it's, it's sugar and coffee, it's donuts, it's cereal. They it's, had donuts. Yeah. Donuts, muffins. Uh, Jeez. I mean, it was a buffet breakfast at this resort we stayed at. And, and they got after were, it. They were crushing just crap, yeah. you know? And, and, and then, you know, downhill from there. Did and, they eat like waffles, pancakes, yeah, toast, waffles, pancakes, bagels, like, like cinnamon rolls, like mm. cinnamon rolls, donuts, waffles, bagels, pancakes. Now I'll uh, be the voice of reason. And this is how I got to 330 pounds. They're at a resort. They're on a vacation. They eat healthy all the time. <laughs> Is it a big deal once in a while to eat that kind of stuff, Terry? You're justifying it for them, Jeff. I'm, I'm like, letting all my no, listeners no. know that <laughs> I'm um, I'm a man of understanding and empathy. Because, I mean, there's people that listen to this and they're like, all right, dude, you can't eat a freaking cinnamon roll. Come on. No. Or you can't have a donut. So what Terry taught me, and this has helped me in my weight loss journey, after my first 100 days of eating perfect, which we're going to talk about what that looks like in Terry Shanahan plan mindset. But after my first 100 days, I, sp- I eat for one hour a week. I can eat whatever I want. Yeah, one hour. For one hour a week. One hour. And I still maintain about three pounds of weight loss every every week. Even even having a cheat meal. And I also teach people that want to improve their health. Don't ever have a rule of what you can't do. When people say, what can't you eat? I I say, I can eat anything I want. I choose not to. Right. And I've taught my kids that because they'll be like, dad, you can't have that. I'll be like, well, I can have it. I can have whatever I want. I'm choosing not to because I would rather have something else than this thing that I'm putting into my body. So to Terry's point, and it's been something fascinating to me. I'll have people that I think are just like me in terms of what they put in their body and I'll get a different result. I'll gain right. fat and they gain muscle. Right. Uh, I have a very close friend of mine that I'm thinking <laughs> of and I won't call I'm you out. I'm thinking of too. Clint Bartlett. But <laughs> Clint. the dude, my whole life, he'd eat the second taco burrito. He'd eat the fifth dessert. Like he consumed food like no one else I've ever been around. And anytime there's donuts, he eats them and he has an eight back and he's 40. 
Right. And he looks like a freaking Greek god right. other than his chicken legs. Right. But the dude's jacked and he's impressive. And people see him and they go, dude, he must work out all the time. He must eat perfect. No, he does work out. He and he does eat out. well most of the time. I work out. <laughs> but um, everyone listening is like, the funny thing is like when you're the Greek god body, you think it's because you worked hard. Right. And when you're the fat ass. You think it's because they eat donuts the whole right. time. And the truth it's, is probably in the middle on both ends. Dude, genetics are, genetics are a bitch, man. Genetics are so important in this game. And, he, and here's the deal. Like, that's why I talk about, you know, professional athletes, Jocko, things like that. There's some genetic outliers. There's guys that could get away with a lot of shit that you can't get away with. Yeah. And you need to realize that, like, just because they do it doesn't mean it's right. Right. So you always have to, again, ask, you know, who, who, where am I getting this information? Who am I? What is my goal? Things like that. But, but again... So one thing I want to mention, because this will be extremely helpful, we, we skipped over, but if you're la- functional medicine lab testing is so freaking important and it's a game changer. And I think for somebody who's analytical or who wants to see something on paper, it's a great place to start. So you want to get a detailed um, lab work of your hormones, your sex hormones. So your testosterone, your estrogen, your sex hormone, hormone binding globulin. You want to look at all your thyroid, um, not just traditional TSH. Um, which is what most doctors run and say, oh, you're fine. No, you need to get much deeper into T3, T4, free T3, things like that, okay? Then we also want to look at detailed inflammatory markers, okay? There's a lot of different stuff you can do there. And then with cholesterol, again, this is where I lose my mind because most doctors just look at total cholesterol. Maybe they'll look at like LDL, HDL, they'll look at triglycerides, which is fine. But you need to look much deeper at like what's called LDL particle size, particle count. You need to look at ratios and you need to look at other inflammatory markers. Cholesterol in and of itself, high is not a good marker of health or low is not a good marker of health. Okay, so the point is we want to look at way more details in lab work to see if somebody's healthy. And if you're not feeling optimal and your traditional doctor that you go to just says, oh, you're fine. You're, you're not fine. If you don't feel well, you're not the fine. The interesting thing I've discovered, Terry, is all of us <laughs> think that our normal is feeling well. Yeah. And it's all based on perspective. And it's just like your business. There's people listening right now that think they're killing it in their business. There's people that think it's okay. And there's people that think it's not going well. And it's all based on their own perception. Our physical health is the same. So I'll share my story on the the sleep. Yeah. I got the sleep apnea machine and not really thinking. I went and got tested and it didn't even say I needed one. But my doctor was like, hey, you're 40. Imagine for the next 10 years, you not having one and your brain having less oxygen every night while you're sleeping. Do you think that would be a problem? And if you just can go buy a machine, which insurance usually pays for most of it, but I bought my machine outright and it wasn't that expensive. And now I know that I'm sleeping optimally, but I couldn't believe the difference. I was like, holy cow, I thought I was getting good sleep and I wasn't. I was getting, I was thinking I was getting eight hours because I laid in my bed eight hours and I thought I was asleep eight hours, but I was waking up 10 times during that eight hour process and only getting six hours of real sleep that would feel like six hours. So I was getting a full night. So I could sleep like seven with the sleep apnea and I felt like I had slept into like like nine hours of sleep. Right. So there's a lot of different areas of our life where we think we're optimal, but you don't really know until you test it. So let's get into the diet. What I usually would share with someone, they'd always ask, you know, what can you not eat? And I said, it's better for me to tell you what I can eat. And like I said earlier, what I choose to eat. Right. And so a keto diet, primarily you're going to eat any type of meat, um, especially meats with a lot of fat, but any types of meats, um, you're going to eat nuts sparingly. You're going to eat berries sparingly. You're going to eat eggs You can eat dairy. You're anti-dairy, but a lot of people on keto will eat cheeses. You can eat certain dairy products. 
Well, for uh, people with autoimmune, I'm questionable about dairy, but for the average person, it's usually not a problem. And I think that's it. I think I've named them all. Yeah. yeah. Nuts, berries, eggs. Oh, vegetables. Vegetables. Lots all of All the vegetables you want. Right. So I have a question on this. Uh, just recently, a good friend of mine, he's actually Brad. Uh, I can't remember your last name, Brad. Sorry, but giving you a shout out here. Um, he's in Scottsdale, which Terry and I are getting ready to go on a golf trip to Scottsdale. And he had just done a post recently about the carnivore diet, mm -hmm. which is just strictly meat. Right. And he said that nuts and vegetables, the way that they're created today, are super problematic and he's super anti those and he said he's he challenged people just like we are right now to just test the carnivore before hit knocking it down just try it for a right. month and see how it goes and he had all sorts of crazy benefits from it yeah i've tried i've done carnivore i, I did it for probably six months at a time so how do you feel i got, I got too lean i got too lean honestly but how I did mean, you feel i felt great my, my my mood my energy there's a transitional period right right so here's the deal again like some, some of the things you said, Jeff, like the one thing I would add with meat is properly raised animal proteins are ideal. Okay. So grass fed beef, wild caught fish, pasture raised pork, things like that. And same thing on the veggies, organic. Exactly. And fruit, if you're going to eat fruit. Exactly. Exactly. So the problem, so, okay. People with autoimmune or inflammatory diseases and or symptoms, which is a lot of people that don't even know it. Okay. A lot of those people will do a lot better if they take out some plants because plants have certain phytochemicals in them that can actually cause reactions, cause reactivity in the body. Okay. So a lot of these plants are also have medicinal purposes and have amazing things. But like for, I, I think there's just way too much. There's been a huge push in the last couple of years with all this vegan stuff, which I'm not personally not a fan of. And, and, and one, I would say there's no culture in the history of the world that was vegan by choice. Okay. So we have to look at like evolutionary biology, like what did people eat? What were people doing? Okay. Like people were freaking hunters and gatherers. And if, and if they didn't have meat, it's because they didn't kill something that day. But generally that's what we were Their trying to do. Their goal was to kill an right. animal and yeah. eat its meat. Yeah. And, and, and taking a step back though, I would, I would also say that real food-based diets, which I've already named, you know, keto, paleo, uh, carnivore, uh, vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian, uh, Mediterranean, all those are re real food-based diets. So the biggest thing that people need to understand, the one thing that those have in common is they eliminate the crap. So yeah, they eliminate processed, uh, they eliminate simple sugars, processed grains for the most part, okay? Um, like gluten and different types of grains. Um, they eliminate a lot of man-made seed oils, which are probably the most toxic and inflammatory thing that we have out there. And then additionally, if they're doing that, they're probably drinking less alcohol, they're probably getting more sleep, they're probably you know doing other things that are going to lead them in the right direction. So if a person's eating a standard American diet and they move towards any of those diets that are real food based, they're, they're going to get, get they're going to get great results. Yeah. And so you have all these evangelists out there who think their, their way is the only freaking way. Right. You know, the, the truth is they all work. The, any if real your goal is weight, lose weight, feel better. It, cause they all eliminate. I never thought of that before. That's fascinating. That's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting perspective on that. So you mentioned drinking. Um, I know as we've talked about consuming alcohol, coffee, caffeine, energy drinks, I've got a bang energy drink sitting on the desk right now. What's good? What's bad? Uh, I mean, obviously water is better than anything. Right. So right. how much water? You know, they always said half your body weight an ounces every yeah. day. Is that too much water? I, no, I, I don't know. I mean, here, here's the problem. Like the water's got to be clean. You know, that, that's the biggest problem. There's a lot of toxicity. Like toxicity is a so, freaking huge concern. Like bottled water, filtered water. Well, bottled water, a lot of like bottle, bottles of water, there's studies that show like have hundreds of different chemicals in them, toxins mm -hmm. in them because they're made in plastic. The plastic gets warm. It sits in the sun. It travels in a truck, whatever. Those 
phytoestrogens or different things bleed into the water and all of a sudden you have these toxins in the water. So getting clean, fresh water is a huge struggle, you know, whether it be like reverse osmosis, there's different types of filtration systems. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly don't have, well, can you answer. get whole foods has like, there are a lot of, there's grocery stores now that right. have like the big filtered water machine, yeah. or I don't know if Culligan's a national brand, but you can have water brought to your house. People that really want to make sure they're drinking filtered. So there's a lot of options right. for buying filtered water, but I think it's like religion, like the belief around is your water cleaner, is it not? And if it does have stuff in it, is it really affecting you? Right. But you look at a water in America. I lived in Brazil for two years right. so back in 2001 to three. Their waters, the place I places I live, like you would literally fill up a glass of water with the faucet and you'd see little particles floating in your water. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've been a lot of places in the U.S. I've never seen that right, before. Right, right, So I think our water, respectively, is pretty dang oh, good compared to a lot of for, places for across sure. the world. And it's not like, I mean, third world countries, you're talking about parasites and shit that will kill you. But like, I'm just talking about man-made chemicals drifting yeah. into our water that, yeah. that are problematic, right? So... So it is better to drink vodka, probably. Probably. You should probably just <laughs> If you have the drink. choice, tequila, vodka, beer, or water, you probably should focus on the alcoholic beverages. Right, with energy drinks, of yeah, course. There yeah. you go. So, no, I mean, look, I don't know the answer. I mean, yeah, half your weight in ounces, that's a good way to start. The bottom line is most people need to drink more water. Yeah. Um, if you can get some sort of purified, filtered water, that's great. Adding in trace minerals back to your water is another great thing. How about soda? Soda's okay. Soda is not ideal. Yeah. Um, so this is what I always say to my dad, and I believe this for myself. That's why I tell him. I said the soda by itself isn't the problem. The problem is if you're drinking the soda, you're not drinking water. And so I would always have my own rule for myself that once I hit my water consumption for the day, I would cheat with a Zevia. So right. Zevia is sweetened with a natural um, leaf extract. It's from a stevia plant. Right. And it's called Zevia. Here's a promotion for you guys. You can give me a kickback if you want. Um, but I love Zevia, dude. They're, they're great. You can get them online. I buy them on Amazon. Right. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Well, so here's the deal. I mean, if you're drinking real soda, obviously there's sugar, tons of chemicals, tons of issues with it, right? And then yeah, if you're drinking- if They started off by putting cocaine in it. Yeah. And then that was outlawed. And then who knows what other formula they've figured out. That was probably better than what's in it now. I mean, to be honest. Probably. So, well, it's super addicting. So like, go watch. Uh, there's a couple amazing documentaries. You probably could recommend a few that you like. But there was one I remember. Was it called Food Inc.? There was one that talked about sugar. It might have been sugar something on on um, Netflix. And it was fascinating to hear the biology behind sugar and like the whole strategy behind corn syrup and right. real sugar and how we're addicted. As a right. nation, we're addicted to sugar. And so you talked earlier about fake food. Go down the aisles and start looking. And the, this is what the documentary talked about. And I didn't believe it. Right. They said corn syrup was in everything. I was like, there's no way. Oh. And I start looking at every tomato sauce, every salsa, every single thing. Corn syrup, corn syrup, corn syrup, corn syrup, corn syrup. And they're creating sugar out of corn. Right. Not, don't, don't, I don't know the process, but I know that it, it happens. It's corn syrup. Right. And corn syrup, sugar. And if you have more sugar than you burn, it turns to fat. Right. And that's why we're so fat. Well, it's addicting. It releases, you know, different different um, neurotransmitter, you know, it affects your neurotransmitters, your dopamine, your serotonin, whatever. I mean, it's a very addicting and it's, yeah. and it's, a, it's, it's a vicious cycle. People so, talk about, um, you know, I've heard the joke before. When someone's overweight, they'll say, well, they just, you know, you love enjoying eating good food. You enjoy that. Or drinking. People are like, I love to have a beer after work. Tastes so good. What I actually have changed in the words I use and the way I think about food and beverages is the way it makes you feel. Right. When you eat keto, nothing feels good. It tastes good. 
But after you've eaten it, there's no feeling. And I know now my body so well, I know if I've eaten sugar or not based on how I feel. Right. I might have a sauce that I think, oh, that tastes a little sweet. But then how I feel afterwards, it verifies to me, oh, it did have sugar because I have endorphin response. My, my brain's firing going, ooh, that was good. I want right. more. And I know that this works. Give a little baby a bite of cake or mm. give a little baby a bite of broccoli. Is one thing going to taste better than another, but how is it going to make them feel? And you're going to see little kids get zippy and they're, right. they're alert and they're awake. And right. people think it's funny when they're one years old and they're making this big mess with all this cake and frosting and they're sticking it down their mouth. And really what you're doing is you're getting your kid addicted to eating sugar. Right. And I, we did that with all three of our kids right. and all of our kids are addicted to sugar. Right. And, and it, and it's, it's, it's really tough because it's a social thing. It's a way people show love, feel love. There's community. So when you talk about like drinking alcohol, you talk about eating food. There, there's great components to it with community and connection and all that. But I think we've just become brainwashed to think that like, I deserve it. I'm, this is, you know, this is something that I should be able to yeah. do what I want. Well, okay. That's your choice. The, inter- I- the one of the interesting things to me is uh, the, the, um, theological culture that I come from, um, doesn't partake in drinking alcohol, but most events I go to with people of my culture, there's sugar. Right. And so there's no alcohol, but there's sugar, there's cookies, right. there's brownies, there's ice cream at every event. You go to someone's house, they're going to go buy tons of ice cream and have this huge ice cream party. You go to a, a, an event at church, there's going to be a dessert afterwards that's sugar. And I think to myself, I'm like, okay, no alcohol, but you're doing, essentially you're getting the same response, but you're just doing it with sugar. And people even call it a sugar high, or they'll say that they're in a food coma. Right. They're using food to get the same thing that you get off of using alcohol or smoking weed or right. any other drug. Well, it, the first Mormon wedding I ever went to, there was a freaking like candy station. It was like the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, what is this? You know, instead of a bar, right. that's a, a candy that's station. That's what you get when there's no alcohol. Right. Yeah. And I heard recently in California, they've passed a law now where you can infuse carbonated water with THC. And so they're doing THC shots and THC bars, which I thought was kind of interesting. interesting. So lots of stuff out there on that. I'm sorry yeah. we've spent so much time on this, but it's fascinating. And I know you know so much your wealth of knowledge yeah. when it comes to health and wellness. I know we hit on sleep. We hit on diet and what's right when that's wrong. We hit on labs. Um, we talked about multivitamins. What have we missed? Talked about, I mean, stress. So, so, yeah, stress is a big one. Stress and toxicity are probably the two that we didn't, that we didn't touch so on. So let's them quick. So with him real quick, stress, I mean, you got to manage stress. So stress could be emotional people stress. people listening here probably have some stress yeah. in them. I mean, entrepreneurs, you yeah. said you came from that 100% commission environment. Yeah. So did I. And that is yeah. a stressful environment right. to come from. So like for me, I got home from work at seven. I put a deal together. I kissed my, my kids goodnight. And then I was ready just to chill. I'd either play video games, watch a documentary. I'd work out in the morning. So at night right. it was like my, oh, I deserved it. Right. It's now my time. Right. My time included six tacos you yeah. know, or whatever, right? right. You're going to eat stuff that doesn't, isn't good for you because it makes you feel good. Right. It placates all the stress you've had throughout the day and you deserve it. Right. And you deserve it night after night after night. Right. Pound after pound after pound. Right. And you look back and go, how did I gain 30 pounds over COVID? Well, instead of going out working out and doing your hobbies, you chose to use that as an excuse to sit and eat right. and drink, which right. most people did. 100%. You can be offended by what I say, but I'm noticing a lot of people are big right now. Right. Well, it's and, pretty, it's crazy. And, and whether you want to be healthy, perform well, or lose weight, stress and toxicity play a huge role. So there's a lot of people that work their ass off, they eat pretty well, and they can't quite lose weight. And it's generally because of their stress, their stress responses and stress hormones are out of whack and then toxicity. So for example... 
there are a lot of women, especially probably more than men who have a lot of water retention and they can't get as lean as they want to get. And a lot of times it's toxicity based. Mm. So it could be different things from nature, beauty products, whatever, but there's so much toxicity that we bring in. Their body huge, won't release it. Yeah. They won't release, so it's a huge issue. So then stress is not just stress from work, stress from relationship stress, like the, the type of stress that we think of, emotional stress. Stress is much deeper than that. So uh, toxicity is stress to our body. Chronic infections are stress to our body. So a ton of people have chronic infections, parasites, fungal yeast. I mean, you bacterial, you name it, low grade underlying infections that are wreaking havoc on their body. And so somebody like me who had a lot of food sensitivities and weird, like autoimmune type stuff, I've studied this a lot and I've tried to get to the bottom of it. And so from time to time, I'll do different like antimicrobial, um, protocols, which will potentially uh, kill or clear infections, mm -hmm. you, you know, like you just, people have them. They just don't even know they have them. So what do you have to do? Like eat other people's feces? Yeah, you can. There's something <laughs> called FMT, fecal matter transplant. I've heard of it. Yeah. Which is a real thing. It's pretty it freaking amazing. Thing. Yeah. So you could do that. So just so everyone listening understands what I'm talking about. And I, I said it in jest, but it's real. Um, if somebody has poor gut health and they're having issues with their gut, they'll literally eat someone else's well, healthy gut. Or they'll shoot it up with, you know, through oh, a tube. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's a little okay, safer. That's better. A little better, yeah. Probably. It's way it better, yeah. tastes better. Yeah, when I did it, it was way better. <laughs> so... <laughs> but this is real stuff. I mean, yeah. this does exist. So. Yeah, F FMT, fecal matter transplant. Um, but then there are like capsules, pills that you can yep. have. I mean, it, this is literally like, it's been outlawed in the United States because it actually cures a ton of diseases. And so it's not a they money... They would lose money. It's not a moneymaker, you they. know? So... Well, One thing I will yeah. say to the normal stress for real estate agents and teams and people listening to this, uh, we have a stressful lifestyle. Find things that do help you, you know, release that tension and the stress that you have. Right. There's a lot of natural ways. And one of the things that's worked best for me is a hot tub. Um, I have the luxury of having one at my house. I've had one at my gyms in the past. But just spending 15 or 20 minutes checking my texts and getting in the hot tub. Meditation is a big one. Yep. Learning to meditate, even if you're not doing guided, just by yourself, 10 minutes, shut the lights off. Just think. Learn how to meditate. I use the Calm app for that. Yep. Tracking water, I use Waterlogged. It does a really good job at helping remind you to drink your water and make sure you have the right water consumption throughout the day. But everyone has different ways. And the thing that I love, Terry has the open mindset, and I do too, find your way. Like Everyone's body is different. No one person can preach, this is what works and doesn't. You can say it works and doesn't for you, but a lot of people don't know what works and doesn't for them. Right. And all it is is a test. It's not a religion. You can just try one thing, and if it doesn't work, then try another. And if it doesn't work, try another. And Terry's done it 26 doctors later. Right. So Sauna, infrared sauna. Sauna is another great one. Sauna is a really yeah. good one. Um, the other thing on my workouts, we didn't even talk workouts. We're not going to yeah. talk workouts. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Too, too big of a rabbit hole. But what I will say is you have fat burning zones. You have different zones you can get into from a heart rate standpoint that give you different responses. And for me, what shocked me is when Terry started working with me, he said to stop running. Yeah. I loved running. And one of the things I've started noticing, go watch a triathlon or a marathon. Mm -hmm. You would assume everyone that runs in those things and trains for those things would be super skinny. There's fat people. Tons that, of, yeah. There's fat people that are running. And I'm like, you trained for this? And like, they do well. And I'm like, you're fat. Most people why, gain are, weight. why are they fat? Well, so here's the deal. Look, go, go look at an Olympic marathon runner, an Olympic sprinter. Tell me which one you'd rather look like. I love the, this, The Terry. sprinter looks like a Greek god. The marathon runner looks like they're going to die. I started looking at this in every sport. Like right. People are doing activities for the wrong things. 100%. Like decide who you want to look like, the CrossFit body right. versus like you're saying, like the long distance runner. So running, we, we talked about stress. You talked about hormones. Running puts you in a chronic stress response. All right. Now, this is different if you're a young athlete who's super healthy 
and you love the sport, great, do that. But I'm talking about the 35 to 55 year old entrepreneur person who wants to lose weight, man or woman, okay? Running is a sport. You're, you're, if you're training for a marathon, a 5K, half marathon, whatever, like that's a sport. You're probably gonna get hurt, you're beating your body up. So what happens is you're putting your body in a chronic stress state. There was a study in Europe, I can't remember the exact study, it was years ago that I read this, and they looked at measuring cortisol, which is a stress hormone, okay? And they took different things. They took like horrific tra traumatization of people from car accident to a burn victim, to a rape victim, like the, the worst things you can think of, and they would literally have blood work from these people you know, after that experience, and they would measure cortisol. They compared it to running a marathon. Marathon had the highest no cortisol way. rates of anything they could find. Whoa. Okay. So you're crazy. putting your body in a fight or flight chronic stress response. Yep. And it's long, slow, draining. It's just not optimal. Yep. Well, I'll tell you, my wife and I were getting um, free personal training because the personal trainers would give us referrals for real estate back when I was selling back in like 2010. And then I would use all the money to buy training sessions. So it was essentially free and we'd go two, three times a week. Right. Well, she came to acquire an autoimmune disorder. I think I talked to you about this. It wasn't celiacs, Hashimoto's disorder. Thyroiditis, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Thank you. Yeah. And the, her doctor told her it was because of those workouts. And she's like, no way, it couldn't have been. And she'd kick butt. She was great at the workouts, but they were 50 minutes of the most intense beat down, beat down that we'd ever have. You would like, would not want to go. Like it was one of those things. Like I remember two a days in football and like the morning one I was fine, but like the afternoon one, I was like, I do not want to go to that. Every time it was like that, like, Oh, I don't want to go afterwards. You had a high and you were like, Ooh, that, I did a good job, but it messed her up. Right. And I don't disagree. So Terry said, stop running. I was like, I really don't want to stop running. Every time I lost weight, I always ran. He's like, go for Just do your normal 45 minute, either weight training, circuit training, walking. But he's like every night, just go for a walk. Right. I was like a walk. He's like, dude, Walks are amazing. Yeah. And I started to find not only is it good from an exercise standpoint, it doesn't give you the same high as running. Right. It doesn't make you feel the same. Right. But from a stress standpoint, I got to think more. I could process things better because I wasn't like feeling the pain and having to overcome the pain. Right. I was just walking. Right. My body was built to do. And for me, I was like surprised how much like I gained muscle. Right. I felt good. It worked. And someone told me, and correct me if this is wrong, if you walk three miles, or run three miles or sprint three miles, you burn the exact amount of calories. It takes the same amount of energy. It's different from a cardiovascular standpoint, from like an oxygenation, ox oxygenization yeah. standpoint. So like you'd have more endurance if you could sprint that whole thing. Of course, no one can sprint three miles. But I, 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 my understanding I is you can burn the same calories. It takes the same amount of calories to do both of, uh, all three of those different activities. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, that's, that's interesting. That, that's that's yeah, that's interesting. I don't know uh, that, but but the point being, I'm more of a fan of circuit training, strength training, higher intensity strength training, but lower intensity cardio mm -hmm. over time. If your goal, again, right, if your goal is to feel, look, perform your best in life, 35 to 55, this is what I'm not saying. This to, if you're an athlete right. or whatever, you Terry, know. you are always had a good mindset on this because you're like. Dude, what do you want to do? I'm like, golf, pickleball, hike a little bit, ride some dirt bikes once in a while. Right. But I'm not like performing. I'm not competing. Right. I mean, I am a little pickleball tournaments here and there, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm not an Olympian. And so it's Despite so, your physique, you're not an Olympian. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a little ridiculous, like the YouTube videos that are out there and the things I've read about. It feels like all this content was built for Olympians. It was built for pro athletes. 100%. And it's like, where's the content for the average people? Like everyone listening to this, no offense. 
like normal people. Right. Like we don't need to have the results. All those people have like, right. How, what's the best normal life. And I know even this whole conversation we've had this past hour for some people, it's like borderline psychotic. Right. And some of this stuff is like psychotic. So well, I would say don't change it all overnight. It's not right. an overnight journey. Want, just pick one thing. Just like I do when we talk business. It's like, you can't do it all. Pick one thing. Right. See if it makes you change. And if you feel like there's a good change, be like, hey, I want to go back to that podcast and do another thing. And then right. another thing, it all starts growing on itself. Right. 100%. Well. So I'm glad we were able to get through all the health and wellness. Um, I know a lot of listeners probably enjoyed that. For those that are in this world, you might have more you want to um, add and you might have questions. So what would be the best way for someone to reach out to you if they just want to hit you up and ask you some questions or learn more about the Shanahan plan? Yeah, I think right now the best spot is Instagram okay. at the Shanahan plan at the Shanahan plan. Okay. And Shanahan, how do you spell it? S-H-A-N-A-H-A-N. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Terry. So we had kind of teased at the beginning of this episode that we were going to talk a little bit about the growth of your investment portfolio yeah. for the sake of time and keeping the episode short. I would like to just kind of spend maybe two or three minutes with you sharing your story sure. and what you've accomplished. We're not going to get into the details of that story, but I would like to invite everyone listening to attend the upcoming team building summit where Terry will be in person hanging out every night, um, going out, he'll be drinking his water in his clear glass <laughs> and pick his brain in person, learn right. about all of his successes. Our team building summit is focused on not only building real estate teams, but also real estate brokerages, mortgage companies, title companies, insurance companies, investment portfolios, yes. which is what Terry speaks to at a very, very high level. So if you haven't already, go grab your ticket, the teambuildingsummit.com, put in the word podcast at the top, get your hundred dollar off ticket. Uh, the ticket price with the discount ends up being about $297, which is our cost. And it is jam-packed full of fun and events, keynote speakers. We're going to bring this uh, event to the next level. We're going to be doing some things we've never done before. So come hang out with us in Omaha, Nebraska, June 1st through the 3rd, 2022. And you can learn more again at theteambuildingsummit.com. Awesome. All right, Terry, two minutes or less. What did you do? Oh, man. So 2019 transitional uh, year in my life. Mm -hmm. I had some things happen. We'll get into next episode next, next time. Um, but I just decided I wanted to go all in on the investment real estate side. I, I kind of saw what you were doing. There's a couple other people who I saw what they were doing and I was like, this, I, I know this is the answer to, to wealth and to freedom. So I just went all in and I, I, I just honestly didn't really have a mentor. I didn't really have a mastermind group or a coach or anything. I had just seen a little bit of what people were doing and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this, you know, and I, and I was exposed to cold calling through a thousand calls a day. And, um, so through that, I basically just said, all right, I'm going to do this. And so what I did is I built, I started off, it was just me and one virtual assistant. I had a cold caller and I was finding off market real estate leads. Okay. And that took a while to like figure it out. Then once I got that going, I, I grew and I hired another person, another person. And so uh, through that, a lot of people who are in that business, they do flips or they do wholesale or wholetails. Cause you got to create cash to make mm -hmm. the engine go. And I was like, I hate doing flips because you do all this work and then you pay tax on the money and then you start over. Yeah. You so, make 25,000 and then you give half of it to the government. Right. And it's just like, I just, I didn't like the model. So it was like, how can I change this to where I don't have to do flips and I can keep everything? Mm -hmm. Like when I say everything, all the houses, keep mm -hmm. them as rentals. And so in an, uh, I'm right at about 26 months in and I've gone from one to, to 140 doors. There's about 125 properties, 140 doors. None, none of it's all single family. I mean, up to, I have one four unit, a couple duplexes, a couple triplexes, but it's, there's no apartments. So, I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of units. So what I did is I decided, okay, well, the one thing I'm really good at is systems and processes and I can do that. 
so what I did is I said, okay, our construction process, first thing I'm going to do is everything we do, we're going to do the same shit over and over and over again. Same paint color, same flooring, same everything. Okay. So I put a spreadsheet, I put a system together. I hired a guy to rent and run that. He, he was amazing. He still runs it to this day. So I took that off my plate. I didn't have to do almost anything on construction anymore. We just did the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Pulled myself out. Then I said, okay, what's next? You know, and then property management started to become a freaking nightmare the more doors I started to get. So I ended up hiring somebody there, put processes and systems together there. Then I was like, okay, I'm still doing the acquisition. I'm still f- have to find the deals. And so eventually the next person I hired was there and I still have some oversight on acquisition, but I mainly now kind of act as like the, the CFO, probably the mostly handle financial stuff. So I essentially have like four different areas of business. I have the acquisition side, which I built the team. I have the property management, which I built in house. And then I have construction management. And then on that, we have two crews. We have a crew that actually does it for other investors. So I went to two or three other investors that I know and I said, Hey, let me help you manage your construction. I'll take that off your plate. I'll do it for you for a small fee. And they said, okay, great. And then that was able, allowed me to grow a team of about 20 contractors that are now all in house. And you keep them busy. I keep them busy because they do my projects plus two or three other contractors. So we create revenue, we create money through managing construction. Um, And the beauty of it is my acquisition team, my property management are basically funded by the profit that we make from the construction. Mm-hmm. And so that profit pays my entire team. I take nothing out of the cash flow and I just keep reinvesting. Something that's even more powerful is I'm essentially not paying my, my in-house construction team and my in-house property management team and my in-house acquisition team. I'm not really paying them or not taking a salary. So instead of that coming to me as income, it generally comes to me as like a cash out refi when right. I go to the bank. So let's just say like, you know, I, I buy a house for 60 and uh, I put 20 into it. I'm in it for 80,000. And the bank says, okay, this is worth 130. And then they give me 80% of that. Okay. So let's just say they give me roughly, you know, 105,000 or whatever. Um, so I've only got 80 into it. I just made 25,000, but non-taxed, non-taxed. So normally I'd have to like pay the construction crew, pay the acquisition crew and then the income being taxed. But the way I'm doing it, it's a ta- it just shows up as debt and it's a cash out refi that's tax free. Yep. So the model that is the Burr strategy, ladies yep. and gentlemen. So I've just scaled the Burr strategy wow. at a large a large level at and- closing or right after closing, not two years later. Right. Dude, it's fascinating. A lot of people are gonna want to know a lot more about this. We're gonna bring you back on and do a whole episode all focused on your expansion uh, investment business. Terry obviously built that in Omaha. We did the same in Omaha. It took Clint five years to do what Terry did in two years. Terry's going to write a book, start a podcast, and change the world. So everybody pay attention. I'm really excited to see what you have in store for you over these next five to 10 years. Dude, Jeff, I appreciate it. And you have been an amazing mentor. You've you've taught me the power of people leverage, the power of belief. You know, th- there's two things that I could take away from you and your amazing podcast. It's people leverage, getting the right people in the right position and leveraging that, scaling that. And then it's just belief, like yeah. believing that anything's possible. You know, I, I hit my someday goal in two years, <laughs> you know? And Amen. so it's, it's like, I would have never thought that was possible yeah. if I wasn't around people like you who believe anything's possible. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. You know, when Clint and I sought out in 2016 to build an investment portfolio, our goal was a hundred doors. <laughs> yeah. We thought it would take us a lifetime to do a hundred doors. And we're at about the same doors, amount of doors you are at right now. And now our number is a thousand doors. And the truth is the number anyone sets is BS. It's just an arbitrary number based on the perspective you have today. 
when you have success, your perspective changes, right. your goals change in a lot of different areas of your life, Hundred percent. but have a goal and work towards it. True happiness isn't defined by crossing a finish line. True happiness is found on the path to excellence. Right. Absolutely. And here's the deal. Like my background is fitness, nutrition. I have an entrepreneurial background, but I have no experience in this. And, and, and I think like, I would just tell people like anybody can do it. You, you have to go all in. You have to give it your all. You have to go all in. You have to fully commit to something. And, and I mean, you know, I did it in two years, but I went seven days a week. I went hard. I went all in, yeah. you know? And so the bottom line is though, this model is amazing because you do, there, there is a finish line. There is a way for you to step back yeah. and, and let it run without you. Well, my big fear for our listeners, cause a lot of our team leaders or individual agents. And my big fear is that if the real estate commission goes away, like I'm suspecting, and people are already feeling the industry created a lot of challenges when it becomes a seller market. If a lot of your business was buy side, you're working with a buyer, making 10 offers on 10 different homes over 10 different weeks. You're not making any money. Right. You're just working and spinning wheels. So what is your passive income source? You either have to start a team to have passive income off the agents on the team, assuming you can make that profitable, which a lot of teams don't. If you remove the rainmaker's income, usually most teams aren't profitable. So why would you not, if you're in the residential real estate business, create a hybrid team that serves both residential real estate needs as well as investment needs and use your agents as acquisition and disposition managers and start to build maybe an in-house property management division, new construction division, et cetera. But you nailed it by seeing one of my superpowers. The only way I was able to do it, and the only way anyone listening is going to be able to do it all, because you already they already feel too stressed and too taxed, you have to use other people. Have to. You have to put time and energy into helping other people become a better version of themselves, which allows you to become a better version of yourself. It's all the same stuff everyone hears me constantly talking about, but you can't do it by yourself. Right. It no longer is... If you do it by yourself, that's a job. You can't do, you can't grow and scale a dominant company alone. Right. You need people. 100%. And the lie is that like, I'm the only one that can do this. That's the lie that we all right. get trapped in. And we think that I'm the only one that can do this. I'm still struggling with it, like at a higher level. Yeah. But the other thing is, if you have a team and you're not succeeding, you probably have the wrong people. Or, I mean, you got to look in the mirror at the leader, right? Like it's all, it's, it's my fault, right? right? Like everything that goes wrong is my fault. Extreme ownership. Right. And, and so... The biggest thing that changed for me, you know, especially even in the last six months of this two-year, uh, two-year, you know, journey, journey, is now my top, my big four, like my top four people that each run a division. Mm -hmm. I have the right people, and I had to go through a it's lot a of the wrong people to get the right people. Yeah, it's a big and deal. I don't have to motivate them. I don't have to train. I mean, I had to train them, but I don't have to motivate them and push them. I just have weekly meetings with them to hold them accountable, and they do their they do it on their own. So yep. if your people aren't doing it on their own, you have the wrong people. Love it. Great advice, Terry. We will definitely get you back on the show. Um, I know you will be at the Team Building Summit. You guys are coming out with Terry. We're going to do a silent disco. We're going to see Terry's moves out on that disco floor. Yes. It's going to be a great time. Appreciate you coming on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you.